I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome to this impromptu show here on AfterBuzz TV. I am Tyler Simone, and I have my beautiful co-host with me, Mr. Jay Lamar. Um, yes, hello. <laughs> and then we have the Tyler Tyson. What's up? Today, we're going to be talking about everything going on in the world right now. We know it's been crazy outside, especially here in Los Angeles. Um, how are you guys feeling to start off with? I know there's a lot to talk about, uh, George Floyd and the protests that are going on, but how are you feeling? Mentally um, overwhelmed, um, not okay, uh, angered upset and confused hmm. yeah, I that pretty much sums it up right there i i think i think i feel that some of those same if not all of those same emotions i have a range of emotions that i feel like i feel every five minutes like one minute i feel empowered one minute i feel angry one minute i feel disgusted i mean just the whole gambit so i'm right there with you jay yeah yeah i i feel the same way i kind of go through a range of emotions throughout the day depending on what it is I'm doing, if my mind is more occupied. Um, but it's been a pretty tough couple of days. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, that would be surprising for one. Um, it's all over the news. It's everywhere. George Floyd was murdered um, a few days ago, May 25th, by police officers in uh, Minneapolis. And he was pronounced dead. But he was murdered by the police officers. And today, actually, new news came out. The medical examiner they released a, a report saying that his death was a homicide, which a lot of people are reacting to right now. Um, but I want to kind of talk about our anger and the frustration that we feel and the anger that a lot of people feel right now and where it's coming from. Um, where do you guys think the just the anger comes from? Where can you date it back? Oh, <laughs> go ahead, Jay. Uh, I would say the beginning of time. I mean, we were brought to this country as one particular type of people. We were brought to this country as slaves. Now, here we are some odd years later and people still envision us as enslaved people. And we don't have the respect that other people have in so many different situations. For this particular situation, we're talking about police brutality we don't have the same respect when it comes to law enforcement as some of our other peers who are different color and different shade than us. We're looked at as the bad people in their eyes. And then there are our peers who are of, of uh, different shades and they are looked at as just regular people that are allowed to make mistakes Are some are allowed to make uh, or commit crimes. Uh, we, on the other hand, we were looked at that as those bad people that we only make mistakes and we only do bad. Yeah, so I was gonna. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that uh, when you asked, like, how far does it date back? It dates back to sixteen nineteen when the first slave was brought to what was before even the United States. And and the interesting thing is, you know, when the history books tell it, or when people like to tell the story they kind of brushed over it and they say, oh, well, you know, they went and they got slaves. And it's like, wait, hold on, pause. 
because now you're making it seem like they went and got people that were already enslaved. And that's not the case. What happened was they went and they got people that were living regular, normal lives, minding their business. They were politicians, they were kings and queens, they were doctors, they were all of these things in their own community. And then they were captured like an animal mm -hmm. and they were chained and brought to the islands and brought to the various places and eventually brought to the United States where they were then enslaved. That's a completely different story than, oh, they went and got slaves. So the whole narrative of our story has been incorrect and wrong since 1619. And that is part of the problem. And like Jay said, we fast forward some 400 or 500 years to where we are now. And we still are at the bottom of the totem pole as it relates to respect. We're still at the bottom of the totem pole as it relates to opportunity. We live in a country where we you know, we, we say the, the uh, Star Spangled Banner and, and the Pledge of Allegiance and Liberty and Justice for all. And we are supposed to say this and believe it, but we live something completely different because we already it, know there, there isn't liberty and justice for all. Yeah, it, it wasn't meant to apply to us. Right, right. The Star, the Star Spangled Banner wasn't written at a time in which that <laughs> We were right. truly free. Read the second uh, verse. Right. So if you read the second verse, it completely goes against the first verse that we love to, you know, put our hand on our hearts and say, let's go ahead and read that second verse when they talk about how we're not even a part of humanity. Let's let's go through that part. So we, we are and there's so much to do. Yeah, like you guys said, it dates back hundreds and hundreds of years, but it's 2020 and we're still dealing with the effects that have come afterwards. Despite it being, you know, years ago, we still are dealing with it. And I think that that's what some people don't understand. Uh, when they just don't understand the Black experience. And I know that anyone who isn't Black, I can't, um, I can't fault you for not completely understanding the Black experience because you're not Black. But I think that what we want is understanding as far as you can, you know, show us that you're trying to understand, have empathy, and just treat us like regular human beings. And it's not well, that much to ask for. Yeah, how about we do the whole simple thing of the golden rule? You treat people how you want to be treated. You know, there's a That's video it. floating around. I'm not sure who the activist was, but there's a white activist and she's asking a crowd of predominantly white people, how many of you would love to trade places with your black counterparts? No mm -hmm. one raised their hand. And it's like, wait, hold on. I don't think y'all are understanding the question. How many of you will, would would be willing to trade places with your black friends, your black coworkers, your black people that you know? No one still raised your hand. It's like, well, the fact that you're not raising your hand, there's the problem. So Amen. you can't sit here and act like everything is okay if you don't want to live like that. Yeah. And it really upsets me that I feel like so many of our peers who are not black, it's like, the sympathy they have for us is only but so big. In every conversation that I've seen on social media or amongst people I know, there is always, uh, I support you, but. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what is the but? I support you, but I don't agree with the looting. I support you, but I don't agree with the protest. I support you, but. Why is that even a but? Support me and put a damn period on it. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's that's the end of the sentence. I don't, need, sentence. I don't need a but. I don't need a comma. I don't even need a sentence after that. You can simply <laughs> yes. call me or text and say, "I support you." Period. That's it. 
period. <laughs> and honestly, I think that it is, it goes back to feeling like you have to be on one side or the other. So people want to show our, they want to show support for black people, but mm. they don't want to upset the other side to make it seem like they're just for us. But just because you're for us doesn't mean you're doesn't against mean. everyone else. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's the biggest, that's the biggest issue you know, with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, you know, when people were, when it first started, because let's, let's also, let's take a step back and let's okay. go back to, you know, 2012. And even before that, when Black, I'm going back to Trayvon Martin, where Black kids were being killed. And that's kind of when the whole Black Lives Matter really, really came out strong. And people were immediately throwing salt on that. Like, oh no, it's not Black Lives Matter. It's all lives matter. And it's like, wait, hold on, pause. Just because we say right now, Black Lives Matter, that does not mean that all lives don't matter. That obviously all lives matter. But what we're saying is we live in a system where the system has shown us that all lives matter except, or as Jay would say, but the Black lives. Because who's getting killed by police? Black lives. And when people try to, oh, well, there's Black on Black crime. And there's a, listen, before we start breaking down who's killing who, if we're gonna have a conversation on black on black crime, then guess what? We also have to com have a conversation on uh, Hispanic on Hispanic crime, Asian on his Asian crime, and also let's not forget that the majority of the serial killers in the country, this country, have all for the most part been white. But we never talk about white on white crime. No. So why is it that when it's actually time to address an issue like uh, police brutality, specifically against black people? then, oh, now we want to have this conversation on Black on Black crime. No, miss me with that. You're, that's a completely different conversation. And it's not even a conversation worth having, unless we're going to talk about everybody else also. That's where my biggest frustration lies. It's like, why everything that is pertaining to us, it can never be an entire situation that's dedicated to Black people. It's always, they can have a little piece of it, but we'll never give them the complete thing. If it was up to a lot of these news outlets and stuff like that, they would only be showing the looting. They wouldn't. Well, they are, for the most part. But for the most part. And then, you know, you have to look, you have to pretty much look on social media to see the good and the bad that's happening in the world right now. Because the media is only showing the, the bad. And then, y'all, earlier I'm watching the news and I'm watching the, them loot and stuff like that. And I can, I can count on one hand how many Black people I've seen. It's going to take my hands, my toes, my ears, and my eyelashes for me to count how many other different races I've seen that were looting. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they're going to point it back at us. Yeah. And, and, and that's the problem. That's part of my issue with the media. You know, someone, I forgot who I was watching, but, and I've started to bring this video, but, you know, trying to get guests and all of that for this show was just taking over my entire life for the last couple hours. But there's a video. <laughs> Agent. <laughs> right? There's a, there's a video where someone was calling out CNN specifically about inciting out, uh, inciting rage. And it's like, okay, CNN, you're great at calling Donald Trump a liar. Yes, this man lies 98% of the time. But when you see your own reporter, Omar Jimenez, getting arrested Ooh. on camera for doing nothing but his job, which is reporting the story. And I think, Tyler, Jay, I think y'all both one of y'all has a broadcast degree like I do, for doing his job and your, your, your correspondent is like, oh, one of our people is getting arrested. I'm not sure why. No, ma'am, that is no longer acceptable. 
since you're going to call out everything and you're supposed to be delivering the truth, I need you to call it what it is. Oh, one of ours is being arrested. And it's not the camera guy. It's not the grip. It's nobody else that's with this guy because it's not just the reporter. It's a whole team of people. But he's the only one getting arrested. You have to call it what it is. He's being arrested because he's Black. Period. So, like, maybe midway through the day, they brought that report of Omar being arrested back. And they said that, oh, it was another reporter that was several feet away that, right, that yeah. did not look like Omar that wasn't arrested. But they still didn't say exactly what it was. Yeah. Omar was arrested because he was black. They just appreciated from saying that. Oh, he just doesn't look like Omar. Say what it is. It's racism at its best. Yeah, and like, the fact that you're not saying it is part of the problem. You are, you are, what's the word? Um, when you help people, I can't think of the word, but you are helping the racism continue by not calling it what it is. Exactly, exactly. And it, it upsets me, like, even when I was talking about the, you were talking about the Black Lives Matter. It really annoys me when people say all lives matter. I can say this, all lives, okay, all lives do matter. That matter, that should be a true statement. That should be a true statement. At this very moment, in this very time, Black lives are what doesn't matter to you. So what we're trying to do is create a movement of our own so that we can make all lives matter by putting black people in there because right now we're not. Yeah, and we haven't and, been. And we haven't been. And if you truly believe that all ma- if you truly believe that all lives matter, then you should be in support of the black lives matter also because guess what? They are part of all lives. You have all lives and in the all lives whole pie there's a piece that's black there's a piece that's hispanic there's a piece that's asian and there's a piece that's everybody else and so in order for all lives to matter the black part has to be there but if you want to negate and ignore the black part well guess what you standing for all lives matter is a lie also that's what that's what i'm sorry to uh, interrupt you but that's what pisses me off because i i feel like when people send out emails or send out group texts or you see the the post on instagram when they put in there all lives matter opposed to black lives matter, that really, really bothers me because it's like right now in this current state of mind, we are fighting for the injustices of black people. So what is wrong with you saying black lives matter? It's like people really are not fixated on that. They're like, well, if I say all lives matter, that encompasses everybody. Right now, everybody don't have an issue like I got an issue. Everybody will have an issue like we have an issue. We are Black people with an issue. So right now, the issue is Black lives should matter. Yes. And all lives, it's okay. I loved it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I feel like it's ironic that all lives matter only came about because Black lives matter happened. The only reason why we even created this movement, Black Lives Matter, is because we had to. Because our lives never mattered. And the whole argument about all lives matter just seems to be it's almost like you're trying to be our enemy still for some odd reason but we agree like if you genuinely believe that all lives matter we're on the same page like we're 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 cool we're each other we see each other because if you genuinely genuinely believe all lives matter that just means that i caught that reference there thank you (laughs) You genuinely no, but you're right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you genuinely genuinely believe that, you believe that every human is equal, and that's what we've been trying to prove all this time. 
Have yeah, but the thing is, they're not. That's not what they mean. They yeah. actually mean it to diminish the Black Lives. Mm-hmm. Have y'all posted um, on your story? I've seen you both post stuff on your stories about Black Lives Matter. Has the commentary been for your friends who aren't Black? Do they comment? Do they say something? Do you do you, yeah. do, you do you feel supported by those that are that don't look like you? So Among far, so good. So far, so far, um, they either, the, the people on my page that are not Black, they either are not saying anything or they're just liking the post or mm-hmm. they're actually going out of their way to either repost it or send me a message like, yo, this is messed up. I'm with you. Black Lives Matter, yada, yada, yada. So, so far, so good. What about you, Tyler? I, I can say the same. I've had a lot of support from friends who are not Black, thankfully, but... I knew that they would be supportive. They're my that's friends. That's why they're my friends. <laughs> right. That's why they're my friends. But um, Jay Lamar, I want to know if your friends have been supportive too. But I did want to say that um, the support does come with comments on their side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they're also a little confused on what their place is in all of this. Um, some of them feel like, and I'm talking about white people, some of them feel like they want to support, but when they do support, Black people are like, no, this is not your time, be quiet. Um, But if they don't show support, then Black people are upset. So we can go back to that. But Jay, how have your friends been? I think it's been, they've been supportive. There's just been a lot of continued dialogue that I no longer want to partake in. You, you continue to ask why I'm mad. I hope you're watching. The reason why I'm mad is because we had Trayvon Martin. We have Breonna Taylor. We have Mike Brown. And so many others. We could be here all day trying to go. We could be here all day and yeah. talk about the Black people that look like me, that look like you guys, that were killed by police. And I, I no longer have the energy or effort to explain it to a, even a friend about why I'm upset, why I'm mad today, why I can't sleep. Because in the middle of the night, all I hear is sirens. And I think about what, what those families that no longer have their loved one out of nowhere. And we are not talking about people that even had, some of these people never even had a criminal record. And even if they did, that's beside the point. That's like, beside the point. That's a whole other conversation. It, we're, no talking one... about, we're talking about good people that have lost their lives. So I no longer even put an effort into explaining to my friends if they ask or even have a continued conversation on, are you okay? Do you, do you want to talk about it? Not with you. Let me tell you something. If Trayvon Martin, who went to the store to get some Skittles and was followed and harassed by a neighborhood watchman and was shot and killed, and then Tamir Rice, who is I think like five or six or something, sitting on a playground is shot. No one gives a damn. And like you said, we can go on Breonna Taylor, Sarah Bland, I mean, uh, Ms. Bland, all of those people. But then yet, and still the guy who did the Parkland shooting, the guy who did Sandy Hook, all of these individuals that are shooting multiple people, the person that did the whole situation in Vegas, um, was that last year, a couple years ago, the biggest mass shooting in, in this country's history, Columbine, the uh, Oklahoma City bombing, all of those situations, they were all white, but yet and still, most of them, even the Boston situation, I think that one might have been black, but most of them, they were all captured with no harm. They were not killed. They had assault rifles. They are mass murderers. But somehow you mean to tell me that the police, 
that are supposed to be skilled and trained. They went through training, just like we went through training on how to speak and write and all of this stuff. They went through training, crisis training, emergency training on how to deal with these high, um, these high pressured situations. You mean mm -hmm. to tell me that a six-year-old, you need to shoot a six-year-old on the playground. You need to shoot an 18-year-old who has a bag of Skittles. You need to shoot a guy who's standing on the corner. Maybe he's selling loose cigarettes. Okay, but there's no weapon. You mean to tell me you need to kill these people? You need to put your knee on a guy's neck and let it be filmed. That person you need to kill. He's such a threat. He's such a danger. But this white guy with this assault rifle who just killed 50 million people, and they're not a threat and they can just be walked out peacefully and put in handcuffs with no issue. You cannot tell me there's not an issue there. It's all in the mentality. I feel like these people were brought up to always think of a person that looks like me, that looks like you guys. They're, they're threatening people. No matter, no matter how much education they have, no matter how nice they are, no matter how big the smile is. Money doesn't matter. Money. You, are, you look at Black people like a threat. I, I feel like a lot of times that's what they're taught and they just can't let go of it. And I feel yeah. like in many of those situations, police automatically go after the people like a threat opposed to the people that actually are a damn threat. And, and you know, the, I just, I'm sorry, I just saw a meme not too long ago uh, today where there was a little kid holding up a black kid, holding up a sign, and he's, it said something to the effect of, at what point do I go from being cute to scary? And it's a little kid. He couldn't be any more than like four or five. But that's what happens. All, you know, when we're little kids, oh, we're so cute, we're so cute, we're so cute. The moment we go from like six to seven, it's not even, not saying that going from like, you know, six to 18, there's a difference, but just going from six to seven, just that one little year difference, this kid is no longer looked at as a kid. Now he's looked at as a threat. At seven, at, at, so you mean to tell me, sir, that you went through all of this training and you're afraid of a seven-year-old? Yeah. Imagine that this, when we all become parents, the conversation, that we now have to have with our children almost almost the moment, uh, almost the moment we start walking or, or they start walking. Because you want them to be aware that everybody is not gonna be for you. Everybody's not gonna be with you. And it's scary to think that, you know, little six-year-old Tyler's and and you know, little, little, little six-year-old Jay Lamar's are we're gonna have to put fear in our children's hearts that early because they need to be prepared for what's really out here. Mm -hmm. my, I think my mom raising four black sons prepared us very early on. And she made us very, very well known that your care stops when you leave out this door. People don't care for you outside of here. And you need to be aware of that. People will do you wrong. People will not mm -hmm. treat you right. But you got to have your strength and your mind under control. Because what they think of you is not what you should think of yourself. Like, I, that is, like, fixated in my mind. So I was never a type of person that walked out of the house fearful. But I felt like I always did have to watch my back. Yeah. 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 I think it's and crazy that we're taught whenever there's, like, I don't know about y'all, but I was always taught, unless it's, like, a life or death last alternative type situation, that's when you call the police. Yeah, the police is not. The police is not. If somebody breaks in your house, or if you're being threatened, or you don't feel safe, or whatever, the police who are supposed to protect and serve call. 
they are not at the top of my list of people to call if I need help. They are actually my last line of defense. If I just can't call anybody else, I mean, I, there's just no other option. Then you call the police. And that's not and, how this is supposed to work. And that's not the way that we would like it to be. Like, nobody wants that. Like, I think that we would love to have people that support us and are here to protect us. I know for me, because I'm such an understanding person, it's just been so hard realizing that there are just people out there that don't have my best interests at heart that don't care about me at all no matter how nice I am um I think like Jay Lamar you were saying it's like I could be the best person I could respect everyone you know I love I love people I love white people brown Asian whatever um but even with that it's not good enough it's not enough and I'm still seen as a threat and you guys even more so because you're black men and that's a whole nother conversation but I just, it's just wild to me. And that's what I've been trying to uh, understand. It's just, it's hard to sit with, you know. Can we uh, talk for a second? Uh, I know we have mentioned George Floyd and the whole video that we saw and everything, but I also want to just throw out there, the only way that this whole thing stops is not only does that one officer need to be arrested and charged, which he was, but all the officers that were around that sat there and did nothing and watched this officer kill this mm -hmm. man, they also need to be arrested and charged. Yeah. And, I'm, and, and, and no, I don't feel sorry. Oh, well, they were just there. No, you are here to protect and serve. You're, it's still your responsibility to protect this man from one of your own. If you see one of your own doing something that's not right, you, sir, as an officer, you need to stand up and, and stop this. And then once it's all caught on camera, Every last one of these officers needs to be fired without pay. I don't give a damn how long you have been working. I'm sorry, you lose everything. You don't need to get your pay and you also need to be charged, point blank in the period. Yeah. So the three officers we're talking about, Thomas Lane, J.A. Kwong, and Tao Tu. One of them actually is, I don't know if you guys know that, but one of them actually was uh, Derek the original police officer that kneeled on uh, George Floyd's neck. One of the police officers that was with him was his brother-in-law. Oh, wow. Hmm. Right. So one of the, it was, I think it was two, it was two Asians um, and two whites. One of the Asian guys is actually, I read an article that allegedly, uh, that is his brother-in-law. Mm -hmm. The officer's brother-in-law. Yeah, the officer's brother-in-law. So that's going to be really interesting. That's so that whole case is, is interesting because, you know, there, there are reports and it's really hard. So as a journalist, some stories I just kind of need to take a break from and can't really get into. This is one of them. Um, you know, I'm more of a feature entertainment. There's a, there's a specific reason why I didn't go into hard news. And this is one of those reasons. But um, one of the things that I have read is that though the officer and Mr. Floyd had a pass. And they actually did security, worked security at a particular location. And that officer has always had an issue with this particular guy. And this is almost like his opportunity to seek some type of revenge. Once again, something that I read, it's all alleged, but that just adds another layer to this story. I read that as well. Um, and I believed every bit of it, um, no matter how big your organization is, but they work at a nightclub, you kind of know and one worked there 19 years, the other one worked there, you know, a year and a half. You kind of know 
the other people around you. And I'm sure there was some type of skill training that they probably had to do once a year or something. So they ran across each other. But I don't know if this surprises y'all or not. Why is it that we've seen in smaller cities the police officers that are actually kneeling down with the protesters? Mm -hmm. Miami. One-on-one -on -one engagement. Yeah. The protests are way more peaceful. But cities like Los Angeles, uh, Atlanta, New York, yeah. New York, our police, those police officers are like full force. Like they want, they want these problems. They want this smoke. And it's like, and I'm so surprised. I'm gonna call our mayor out. I'm so surprised at Eric Garcetti. Like I really am surprised at him. Like I really had the expectation that he would voice to our police chief. Like have your officers go out, go out there and try to create the most peace as possible. Mm. Yeah. Everybody's in an emotional state and, and we need some type of emotional support. I don't think we have it. We have anger mixed with anger. These police yeah. officers are working 18 hour days. Imagine working 18 hours. Your mind ain't straight after 18 hours on your feet. Yeah. And then here we are, we've lived this life for 30 some years and we're frustrated because we've seen this time and time again. So you got two frustrated demographics going at it yeah. and that's what's confusing for people is that all of this seems to be because there was no justice for george floyd there mm -hmm. hasn't been justice for you know all these other black people who have died at the hands of the police but if you wanted the looting and the protesting and the drama to stop why would you not just grant the justice and that's what makes people feel like there is a motive but if there wasn't a motive, you would just do what makes sense, right? Yeah. And they also, um, the, the, the media and the people that talk about, people want to use both of these words interchangeably, and they're not the same. There's a difference between a protest and a riot and loot. All of those things are three totally different things. And the most of the people that are out here protesting police brutality and, and standing up for George Floyd and all the other black men and women that have not gotten justice, the vast majority of them are not the ones that are looting and rioting. When you are protesting and you're standing up for an injustice, that a riot is when your, your football team wins or loses and then you decide that you wanna go out and just burn the city down. You wanna beat up stuff, like bang up on cars and burn stuff and all, that's a riot. Protesting an injustice that's not all right there you see the difference they're two totally different things and also as jay said earlier when people are looting if you look at the video sure there are black people looting sure but the majority of the people that are if you really look at the people they either have on a full mask there's a reason so that way you can't see what skin color they are and or and or they're just out there no i've seen so many videos that once again i wish i could show y'all but there was one video of this woman, uh, this white woman that is just going ham on this window. I mean, she is just banging her little heart out trying to break this window and the window will not break. And she gets frustrated and she throws the bat and she walks away. She's not a part of the protest. Yes. There's, there's a, a video of this guy that is claiming he's talking to a news organization. He's a white guy. He has blood running down and he's saying that he yelled out of his window that all lives matter and these black kids just jumped on him. And but if you just that. rewind the video just a little bit further back, you see him standing outside of his car using a bow and arrow shooting people. Nobody was bothering you, sir. So but you no, Tyler say, didn't see that there was not one black person that jumped on him. <laughs> oh yeah. Which was confusing too. It was like, where'd you get two black people from? 
There are people that are literally capitalizing at this moment off of our, our emotions as black people and our injustices as black people because they are doing things that they've always wanted to do. They play these video games, and so they've always wanted to play Grand Theft Auto in real life in the streets. So they always want to throw something through a window. They've always wanted to break into a Starbucks. They, they've been looking at them new shades down at the Ross and the TJ Maxx. So they're looking for an opportunity to jump in them stores. So they're using the fact that we're going through so much, many emotions at this moment to jump on the bandwagon and create the chaos that is a riot and is looting on television. And I hate the fact that when I look on the damn news, I see George Floyd and chaos. George Floyd and, and looting. Yeah. George Floyd and looting. No, we are protesting for George Floyd. Right. The criminals are the ones that are looting and taking what they want. They've always wanted to be a thief and they're a thief now. And I hope all of them get caught because I ain't got nothing to do with George Floyd's name. He didn't yeah. want more. He didn't want Gucci. He didn't want Prada. Or at least he didn't want to steal it. Right. So how was that attached to his name? I don't yeah. even know. And if you are that, and if, and if Trump and everybody else is that dead sit on, as he likes to say, squashing or what, whatever verb he used to say he's going to control this whole situation. If that's really your concern, then you should be where the looting is taking place. Not where you see people standing peacefully and chanting or sitting somewhere and chanting or hugged arm in arm and chanting are just simply marching down the street built like our friend uh, Dion. Those aren't the people that you need to be shooting with your rubber bullets, ma'am and sir. Um, that, you know, holding a gun to a little kid's face that's standing there with his dad protesting. Obviously, they're not looting. Obviously, no father or mother is going to allow their child to really be in danger like that. So... The only dangerous force in this whole thing, I'm sorry, is you, police officer. It's you, National Guard. It's you, military with a tank. Y'all are the ones that are being combative and that are the ones with guns drawn, as you always do, like the kids in Atlanta. That you, you set a curfew, they're driving home. And what's on videotape? White officer. In the, George Floyd has already happened. Um, uh, what's her name? Taylor? Brianna Taylor? Is that her name? Oh, Brianna, Taylor. Brianna Taylor has always already happened. Ahmad Aubrey has all, all of those things have oh. already happened. But yet here we are in the middle of this protest. We're following the rules of this of this new curfew that you're just putting it out everywhere. And the white officers have the audacity to reach into the car, drag these black college students, not thugs, not criminals, not college students, oh, drag them out of their car. A prestigious black institution. Oh yeah, HBCU, Spelman and Morehouse all day. Um, mm -hmm. Drag them out of their car and tase them on camera. I'm sorry, well actually I'm not sorry. Every single officer that was involved in that situation, every last one, fired, no pay. Like they all need to be gone. Like the only way this stops is if you show that you are just because you are here to enforce the laws does not mean that you are above the law. When and you start do. going about and being aggressive, you have the same consequences that I have, that Jay Lamar has, and that everybody else in the world seems to follow. So did you see that that in Florida uh, where the police officer was trying to dilute the situation, but he got so frustrated and literally pushed, mushed one of the protesters who were on their knees over. And his female counterpart, she pushed him like, you need to get in control. So her name, her name is Crystal Smith. So first off, Crystal Smith, we honor you as an honorable police officer 
influence. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yes. 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 And her and that's what we need more of that. That's exactly what her we counterpart. He was relieved of duty today because oh, of that. And that's what we need to start seeing. The yes. most that those people feel like they are above the law and they can treat any and everybody like scum. Majority of the time, black people like scum is the moment that you, you know, you need a reality check. Because and the reason that they treat us like scum is because they know that they can do it and get away with it. The reason why, well, I don't even care to know his name and we don't even need to repeat it, but the reason why the guy killed George Floyd in the first place and did it so calmly and so proudly, mind you, this is proud. He knew he was on camera. His arms are on his hips. Like, yep, I, it's almost like he it was in his pockets. We're talking about he was in his pockets. It was all, but oh, I'm saying he was like this, neck. like, like he, like he had the prize captured, like a deer or something. Like he was out here hunting. Like the I reason why he did it so comfortably is because he knows that more than likely he gets away with it. The only hey, way this stops is if we hold these people accountable. This man had 18 complaints filed against him. <laughs> and guess who let, didn't prosecute? 18? Guess who didn't prosecute? Amy Klobuchar, who was running for president. Amy Klobuchar who I was trying in my, I mean, the deepest part of my soul to find nice things to say and be supportive and be like, you know, she just has a bad rap and all of those things. She was the prosecutor that allowed this guy to go 18 times without prosecution, but yet you wanted to be president, but yet you think you're still in the running and she still is in potential to be the VP pick. I am telling you right now today, if Amy Klobuchar is this VP pick for Joe Biden, you will not be getting my vote. I have voted in every election since I have been 18. This will be one where I will either write in somebody or I'm not going to say I'm not going to vote. I don't, think, I don't think that she would necessarily get the nomination, mainly because Joe Biden does need somebody that is experienced with the Black community. She doesn't give me that type of experience, number one. And number two, she gives me the type of person that did not have respect for Black people until she started working for them. So until she went down to Washington, D.C. and started work, working amongst people like us, her mentality probably changed then. Mm-hmm. But I know yeah. she didn't have it then, before then. I, politics is just the most confusing thing for me because half the time, I, I just feel like I can't trust anyone at this point. So when it comes to voting and trying to figure out who's for the people and who's not, it just is so overwhelming. Um, I don't know if anyone else feels the same, but for yeah. me, I just don't know who to trust at this point. That's I really a, don't. Yeah. And that's, and so part of the thing that I have been really, really uh, talking about, you know, I, I feel like we all at some point have protested at various stages in our lives. Um, as I keep talking about Trayvon and Mike Brown, like that was something that I was just right there front lines doing but now it's like okay we've seen pro we have been protesting since forever we know how this process you protest you protest you protest you get a little something maybe and then it's right back to business as usual my Mm -hmm. whole thought is at this point protesting is great i'm i'm here for you but we also need a plan we need leadership we also need a goal what's the end goal somebody in a place of leadership needs to say okay this is exactly what the goal is is the goal to make sure that police are not held accountable so that this thing doesn't happen? Or is the goal to just abolish certain systems and norms in the first place? Whatever the goal is, it needs to be clear. We all need to be unified on the goal. And that's what we need to be working towards. Because right now, as I keep saying, I am here for the protest. 
but I also need a little organization. I also, I need a plan of action. What happens after the protest? Because we can't protest every day. What happens after the protest? Where are our leaders? Who are our leaders? We don't have any leaders in the black community. At least in the 60s, we could look back and we have my, Malcolm and Martin and all of uh, Representative Lewis and all of those people. Who are our leaders now? Can you name one black leader that stands up for our community? We don't have one. Jesse Jackson is old. Reverend Sharpton is old. God bless them. They did their part when it was their turn. But now there needs to be we have social we have social media we have social media leaders that I feel like they go out into the community they create great Instagram posts and then I don't know if they're they're less respected because they are on social media or what because like you said back in the sixties Martin Luther King could easily meet with the president of the United States to come to a resolution you know uh, uh, Frederick Douglass met with the president of the United States you know, to come to a resolution. So now we don't have that, that, that activist that can meet with the president of the United States and say, this is what we need. And let's talk about the president of the United States. If we had that activist right now that was able to meet with him, would he accept the meeting? Hell no. Is he enjoying what's going on? Hell yes. He's a president that enjoys chaos. And right now, even with the statement that he put out today that, if things don't get better, he's going to put out the army in the streets. And the army, they have the right to shoot anybody at any given moment with no explanation. So you ready to shoot up America? Mm -hmm. Opposed to you going out there putting up, putting in a, he could have easily said, you guys, let's, let's get this together. He could have gave us a really, really emotional speech. But because he's just not that person, but this is what he wants. But the thing about it is you have to, as Tyler was saying, you can't really trust politicians. And unfortunately, he is a politician, whether you like him or not. And his whole, the only thing on his mind right now is getting reelected. And if you just look at what's happening right now, it all just feeds into his reelection. One, you have COVID-19, the pandemic that's still here. And it's disproportionately affecting who? Black people. So already with the marching and everything else, if the numbers were to spike, we would probably be the ones that, be, that are affected by that whole situation in the first place. So guess who's also not gonna be able to vote? The black people that die. So it's just like, all of this is still just, he, if, if there's discord, if, if it within, let's just say the Democratic Party, if within the Democratic Party, people are just arguing and can't come to a consensus on race it's issues, on race, on race, it's over. It's over. Oh God! Oh God! It's just, it's just... There's so much to think about. I'm sorry. Can you guys hear me? I hear you. Okay, sorry. I think it was echoing. But yeah, it's just it's just a lot to think about. Um, I've been feeling like I don't really know what to do. I don't feel like I'm doing enough. I And let me know how you guys feel, but it's just to repost it and to spread the word and to bring awareness to what's going on is one thing. Um, and to have conversations about it is another thing. Going out and doing protests physically is another, uh, but it just is like, what? does it take like i i don't understand what it's gonna take and like tyler said we've been protesting for so long and talking mm -hmm. about it for so long that's why with the president and his lack of 
talking about it the way he needs to, it just says a lot without him saying anything at all. It says so much. Yeah, he, I think the expectation for him was already low. <laughs> I didn't expect, I didn't expect anything more out of him. Uh, however, today, I didn't, first off, I was glad that he wasn't speaking about it. Um, because I don't want him to speak. I don't need to he, hear from him. He has nothing I, to add to this situation. He, he has got, made he it clear since day mouth. one where he stands as it relates to anybody that's not white. So actually at this point, just like the uh, chief of police in one of the big cities said, he just needs to shut up. Exactly. Needs to shut the hell up. But I, absolutely. I think that Trump is only going to throw more fuel in this fire because let's, let's not forget y'all over the weekend when everything first started, Trump put out something that was very, very memorable in a lot of people's mind. You loot, we shoot. Wasn't that and David Duke or somebody like a white supremacist? The one, and they threw up the sign? That 1960s. Yeah, threw up the we same loot, sign and everything. And here we are. So many people that we know and we see on Instagram have literally been bruised, battered, and hurt by rubber bullets that these police officers are shooting in the audience. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, at the people who are fighting for justice and fighting to just be treated like human beings. Like that's purely the message. Um, but yes, hopefully everybody out there watching enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, emotions are high. They're a little all over the place. We are dealing with everything going on in the best way that we can. We hope that everyone is at home uh, safe with families, friends, using everybody they can for support. Um, yeah. We will be back in another form, hopefully talking <laughs> about something better. I don't know, but in the meantime, justice. you can follow us. Justice. justice. Oh my God, let's, yeah. Justice, for sure. In the meantime, make sure you follow us all on Instagram. You can follow me at Miss. Tyler Simone, Jay Lamar, where can they follow you? You can follow me at I am Jay Lamar on all social media platforms. Stay positive, you guys. Please, we need Listen, it. Listen, I had to put on my When We Fight, We Win shirt from the NAACP, and you can follow me on all social media at the Tyler Tyson. Yes, everybody stay safe out there. Protest however you feel you can safely. at this time. Yes, safely. And, yes. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.